I'm Neil Tombay, and this is Muscle Memory, a podcast that explores the decisions we don't think about much, but probably should. And now, today's episode. Even as an adult, the lunchroom is very intimidating. And I found this out recently because the company I work for uh, created a beautiful new collaborative headquarters in the past five years. And ever since they moved there, there's been this norm where no one eats lunch at their desk, which is great because it gives people a reason to take a break. Two, it helps build a collaborative environment because you're more likely to have a serendipitous interaction in the lunchroom. And three, it prevents people from crunching and bringing smelly food to the their desk and distracting people from working. And what I've realized in doing this, because it, it's been since high school, since I've had to make this choice of where do I eat lunch, there are a couple of very strong muscle memory responses to this question. One response is, I'm going to sit alone. That's a very strong muscle memory response. Another muscle memory response is, if I see someone that I know well, I'm going to sit with my buddies, uh, people that are calling over to me to come sit with them. The third muscle memory response, which is not quite as strong as the first two is, if I choose to sit with someone new, let me choose to sit with someone who seems very similar to me, either because they look like me, or they dress like me, or they maybe have some common thread with me, like I know that they sit in the same section of the office that I do, or something like that. And that's another muscle memory response if I have no option but to sit with someone. And the fourth is a choice, but definitely not a muscle memory response. I never get the very natural response to try to meet someone new. It is difficult and uncomfortable because the risk of rejection is there, right? Someone might say to you, hey, sorry, we're busy. We have a team meeting. You can't sit here, which is embarrassing. It's kind of a tail between your legs moment, at least a little bit, or it can be. So what I've been thinking about lately is, huh, I have this muscle memory response, but what really is the best way to make this muscle memory decision? Maybe there is a way that I can think this through and change my default to something that makes more sense. And as I thought through this, I don't know that there is a right answer. I think it very much depends on what community or what environment am I trying to create or what kind of life am I trying to live? I think it's a very contextual question and a question that depends a lot on intention. And here's an example of how the contextual question and the question of intention kind of comes into play on this very, very simple decision. And uh, I'm go- I'll draw from a concept from this fantastic book that I read a couple of months ago called How Behavior Spreads. And it was written by a gentleman named uh, Damon Santola. I haven't met him, so I hope that's the right pronunciation, which I'll link to the book in the show notes because it was great. Um, and he wrote this book called How Behavior Spreads. And what uh, the author had as a key insight is that the structure of the network dramatically affects how information or behavior spread through the network. Basically, there's an ideal structure if you want to share information that is different than the ideal structure if you want to spread a behavior. And an example of this might be around health in a company. Let's say you want to propagate and spread the idea 
of vegetables are healthy versus spreading the behavior of eating fruits and vegetables and no fats for lunch in the lunchroom, right? Those are very different. One is spreading an idea and one is spreading a behavior, right? Now, the ideal network structure for, for spreading an idea, his research shows, is if you have a highly centralized network with one or two people that have connections to everybody. Because if you have that sort of network, all you have to do is seed that idea with two people and it spreads across the whole network. So that's the ideal structure for spreading an idea. But as it turns out, the stru ideal structure for spreading a behavior is different. And the ideal structure for spreading a behavior is having intimate networks and pockets where there are small groups of people that have tight connections. And this intuitively kind of, intuitively kind of makes sense, right? Say if you have a, a lunch crew that you eat with, if one or two people in that crew are interested in eating vegetables and salad for lunch every day, that behavior reinforces because they see each other having that salad and they can help each other and support each other and coach each other and gradually uh, be intransigent about that behavior and it spreads to the other people in their close circle of peers. And then if you're lucky, that close circle of peers may see that idea in another close circle of peers, peers and neighborhood by neighborhood behavior changes. If you change the behavior in one neighborhood, that kind of spreads, right? Rather than having one or two centralized people which share everything. And, and why that matters in behavior is because behavior is risky. Behavior can be difficult. There's failure in changing behavior. So having a close set of peers around you to support you helps get over the hump of that risk of behavior changing, right? So there is perhaps no right answer here, but what was really useful about this thought exercise is realizing that some muscle memory decisions, like the decision of who to eat lunch with, warrants some additional reflection on what my intention is. Am I, what kind of community am I trying to create? What kind of environment am I trying to create for myself? And the answer to that question then might make it more likely that the decision I make for this seemingly trivial but actually quite important decision of where to sit at lunch actually match with the change that I seek to make and the life that I seek to live. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Muscle Memory. Uh, if you, this episode gave you a thought or a reflection or a question, I really would love to hear from you. Uh, you can leave me a voice message. Uh, a link to do that is in the show notes. And if you like uh, this episode or like this show in general, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review or shared it with a friend so that other people can find the show and participate in this conversation, which I think is really important. And if you want to hear more from me, uh, the blog that inspired this podcast and that this podcast grew out of is on my website, which you can find at neiltambe.com -E slash blog. Looking forward to seeing you next time.